you so much for watching today. I'm Terry Savelle Foy and I'm with my sister Jerry. Hello. And Dad has given us the privilege of teaching on the broadcast today on dreams, destiny, and opportunities. That is your thing. You love <laughs> talking about dreams. God has put that down on the inside of you and you travel all over the world encouraging people to just dream and set their goals and vision and just go with what God places down on the inside of them. So this is your thing. This is I what, love it. yeah, it's what you're born to do. I love this topic. It's yeah. my favorite topic, you know, because Proverbs tells us where there is no vision, the people perish. You remember I looked up the word perish? You and did. it means die. die. What's die mean? <laughs> die. So I was like, I'm starting to catch on. If we don't have a vision, you're dying on the inside. You know, even statistics have proven the average person who retires dies within three years of retirement because they stop dreaming. You know, I, one thing I like to say to people is if your dreams are possible, you're not dreaming big enough. If your dreams are possible, you're not dreaming big enough. You know, God wants us to be impossibility thinkers. Mm -hmm. He wants us to dream so outside the realm of possibility that there's no way this dream can happen unless you use your faith. Right. You know, doesn't the Bible say it's impossible to please God without faith? So if you have an impossible dream, you probably got the right dream. Right. And you know, I love to learn from successful people like, you know, Walt Disney. You know, Disney was known as an impossibility thinker. In fact, you know, they say that when he would meet with his board of directors, he'd throw out all these ideas, and if everybody at the table said, yeah, Walt, that's a great idea, let's do that, he'd say, then that's not what we're going to do. Mm -hmm. Then he would throw out these ideas, and if everybody at the table said, Walt, that's impossible, no one's ever done that before, he'd say, then that's what we're going to do. Mm -hmm. He was an impossibility thinker, and you know, that's exactly what God wants you to be. So... You know, it's going to take faith. Well, how do you get faith? Well, the number one method that God has given us to build our faith is faith comes by hearing. Mm -hmm. So just the fact that you tuned into the broadcast today, your faith is going to be stronger today than it was yesterday. Just because you're hearing the word, faith comes by hearing. So I'm going to share with you something that it's just five simple things that I began to practice in my life years ago, had no idea that they would absolutely change my life and take me from just wishing things would change to living my dreams. Right. Just five simple things. And you know, it all began, I share this everywhere I go, but it all began um, in 2002. I was, you know, faith comes by hearing. I went in my bathroom, I pushed play, and I'm listening to John Maxwell. And I heard him make this statement. He said, if I could come to your house and watch you for 24 hours, I could tell whether or not you're gonna be a success or a failure. Mm -hmm. He said, now you pick the day. But let me watch you from the moment you wake up till you go to bed that night. He said, just by observing you in one 24-hour period, I could tell in what direction your life is going to go. He said this. He said, you know, a lot of times when I say that, people get mad and they think it's an arrogant thing to say. He said, but the reason I say that is because the secret of your future is hidden in your daily routine. Mm -hmm. So it's your daily routine that leads you either closer to success, closer to opportunities, closer to your destiny, or further from it. Mm -hmm. So, you know, back in 2002, I didn't have like a professional, you know, success coach come to my house and lay out this growth track or anything like that. I just made up a little plan right there in my bedroom and thought, I'm going to do five things every day 
for 21 days. You were desperate for change. Yes. Yeah. Because I had no dreams for my life at that time. My marriage was falling apart. I mean, I had no goals at all. Right. And I was desperate to just, yeah, for a change in my life. So I said, okay, I'm going to do five things for 21 days. Now, you know, behavioral psychologists have proven, do something consistently for 21 days. You can break an old habit and start a new one. Mm -hmm. So I said, okay, I'm going to do this for 21 days. Well, at the end of 21 days, I thought, I'm going to do a month. At the end of a month, I said, I'm going to go for two months. Well, that was in 2002, and I haven't stopped. But the secret of your future is in your daily routine. So the five simple things I did was, number one, pray. I said, every day, I'm going to make myself pray. Whether it's five minutes, 20 minutes, whatever, I'm going to make myself spend time with the Lord. Number two, I'm going to listen to a faith-building message every day. Number three, I'm going to read something. Read from a success book, read the Bible, do something to read. Number four, I'm going to review my dreams and goals. Just keep them before my eyes, mm -hmm. you know? And number five, I'm going to exercise. Well, like I said, that was in 2002 and I haven't stopped. But here's what happened. And you know this. Those simple things took me from, you know, ghostwriting books for other people to authoring books. From attending conferences to speaking at conferences from watching TV for hours every day to co-hosting a TV show. Mm -hmm. Everything in my life changed because the secret of your future is in your daily routine. Mm -hmm. So the thing is, God has an amazing plan for your life. He has an impossible dream for you to pursue. And that could be a dream to lose weight, a dream to start your own business, a dream to pay off student loans, you know, a dream to get a degree, whatever the dream is and it looks impossible, it's going to take a plan to build your faith to such a degree that you say, Lord, these dreams are impossible, but I trust you. So those five simple things. But you know, I heard Jim Rohn make this statement. He said, success is something you attract by the person you become. He said, if you want more, you must become more. Mm -hmm. You know, a lot of times we want a better body, better career, better salary, better relationships. But the way to have better is to become better. And you know, you think about the Bible. It says, to whom much is given much is required. Right. Or you could say it like this, much is required in order for much to be given. Mm -hmm. So the secret of your future is in your daily routine. So what I'd like to do is share, just expound on those five things. Um, the simple things, you know, of spending time with the Lord, listening to a motivational message, reading, reading for 20 minutes a day. That's what I started with. You know, and some people say, that's not going to change my life. Well, do you know reading for 20 minutes a day times 30 days in a month, that's 10 hours of personal growth? Mm -hmm. That can make a change, can't oh, yeah. it? So I'm going to share those five things with you, expound upon them. And then I thought it'd be fun to just share something I read from Entrepreneur Magazine about the habits of the wealthiest people in the world. Mm -hmm. You know, change your habits, you can change your future. So I want you to watch this, this special offer we put together, some of my favorite products that dad has come out with all about dreams all about seizing god-given opportunities you got to be prepared when the opportunities come your way because they're coming all the time but you're either going to seize them or they're just going to pass you by so i'm going to tell you how i begin to recognize opportunities that i never saw before just by these simple disciplines so watch this and we'll be right back to teach on these five things thank you for watching 
The future begins with a dream. In the book, If Satan Can't Steal Your Dreams, He Can't Control Your Destiny, Jerry Savelle teaches how Satan tries to steal our God-given dreams by sowing seeds of fear and discouragement. The good news is that with God's help, you can recapture your dreams and achieve the extraordinary. In the powerful book, Thoughts, The Battle Between Your Ears, you learn how your thoughts determine your mood, self-image, relationships, and destiny. Learn how to win the battle and line your thoughts up with God's Word and His plan for your life. Also included in today's package, is the three CD series, Seizing God-Given Opportunities. Throughout our lives, we are given many opportunities for greatness and success so we can bring glory to God. Discover the potential you have in Christ and seize every opportunity that comes your way. Don't wait. Call or go online to request this powerful trio. If Satan can't steal your dreams, he can't control your destiny. Thoughts, the battle between your ears, and seizing God-given opportunities. Take possession of your God-given dreams, destiny, and opportunities today. Terry, I know that you are one of the most disciplined people that I know, and it's because you've applied these principles that you learned years ago in your life. These five keys I know are so important to the transformation that you discovered in your life. So I want you to tell us about those and expel more on those so that other people can tap into that. I appreciate you saying that, and I don't take that lightly. But you know, discipline is a decision still. I mean, it doesn't just like happen. Every morning I still have to decide to do these things. But consistency is the key. It is. It's the key to change in any area of life. Mm -hmm. You know, somebody once said it only takes one diet to lose weight. Which one? The one you stick with. (laughs) They all work. Just stick with one, right? But it is. It's the consistency. And that's what's produced some of the results that I am experiencing now. And I give God all the glory. But it does, it starts with a decision. Mm -hmm. So I was sharing before the break how years ago I started doing five things every day in order to start taking me closer to my destiny, my dreams, and start seeing opportunities that God had. Well, you know, the first habit of just listening to motivational messages every day. Mm -hmm. Seriously, I had to just decide when am I going to do this? When can I be the most consistent about doing this? This is going to be a lifestyle. i got to decide when. Mm -hmm. So I thought, well, I could do it in the morning while I'm getting ready because i got to get ready anyway. And it takes a while to look like this. (laughs) No, really, you have no idea. But so I thought, okay, I'll do it in the morning when I get ready. And she's a natural. It doesn't take her as long. But, you know, I put the CD player in the bathroom. I put a big post-it on the mirror that said push play because I wasn't disciplined yet. So I walked in there the first morning and saw a push play. Oh, yeah, I'm getting ready. You know, I'm putting my scare on. But I'm listening to the word. Mm-hmm. Then I decided, you know what? I could use my drive time to get ahead. So I put a CD in my car. Well, you know, just from doing that, I discovered that the average American drives 20 minutes to work every day and 20 minutes back home. Mm-hmm. Well, if you're listening to a message on your way to work, on your way home, after doing that for five years, That's 1,250 hours in your car, or the equivalent of a college education. Wow. Just by push and play. A lot better than talk radio or garbage music. Or just music. And there's nothing wrong with music, but you know, the thing is, it's not like you just have noise on in the background. The Word of God changes you from the inside out. It gets down the inside of you, and all of a sudden you begin thinking differently. Mm -hmm. You begin talking differently. You even begin carrying yourself differently. Mm -hmm. So as a result of that little habit, my faith began to grow because faith comes by hearing. And then I began to learn things like you got to have a vision. If you don't have a vision, you're perishing. Mm -hmm. You know, I remember hearing uh, one guy, he said, just imagine that it's pouring down rain outside. 
pouring down rain. You go outside, you jump in your car, you turn the car on, and it turns on fine. Air conditioner works fine. Um, the radio works fine. Everything seems to be working except one thing, <laughs> the windshield wiper. He said, you know, as long as your vision is impaired, you're going to stay where you are. That's good. And it's true with life. You know, same thing. If you, if you have no vision for your life, you will stay where you are for the rest of your life. Right. So you have to have a vision. And, you know, I remember hearing about the little African Impala, you know, which I thought was a car, but it's an animal. So. <laughs> but do you know that little Impala can jump 10 feet high and 30 feet long? Mm-hmm. It's crazy. But you will find them at a zoo behind a four-foot wall, and they won't even attempt to get out. Mm-hmm. And they said the reason why is because they can't see over the fence and they will never attempt to jump where they can't see first. What's the same with us? Mm -hmm. You have to see where you're headed before you start taking steps towards it. So I began to realize I've got to have a vision for my life. And then I remember hearing it's not enough to have a vision. You got to write your vision. You know that the most successful people in the world write their dreams and goals. Then I heard stats like, you know, your chance of success increases by 98% when you put your dreams in writing. That's a huge statistic, isn't it? Where does that come from? Habakkuk Mm 2.2. Write the vision, make it plain on paper. So I began doing that just from that simple habit of hearing the word every day. So I began to write my dreams and they began to happen. The second habit of reading something every day. You know, um, I told you before how I just set a goal to read for 20 minutes. And, you know, I wasn't much of a reader. You were a bookworm. You read everything. Nancy Drew. I mean, everything. (laughs) (laughs) I read the Dallas Cowboy Cheerleader book. That was it. Do you you remember I used to sit in our swimming pool in a little raft? And read. And read. Just for hours. I didn't and understand. You would go, Why do you like to read so much? I'd be like, let's swim, you know. <laughs> but no, you were a little bookworm. So you had knowledge. I didn't. I could do a cheer. But I'm that was glad fun. that you recognize that now. That you have knowledge? Yes. <laughs> you, you used to always tell me the Bible says obey your elder. Yeah. And I had to obey her. 13 but, months older. I mean, she had to obey me. <laughs> <laughs> but that's not my point. So. Oh. <laughs> No, but you did. You loved to read. I didn't enjoy reading. But you know, another statistic I heard, the average American watches six hours of television every day. Wow. Now, I'm not saying turn the TV off right now, but I'm saying, you know what, if you were to take 20 minutes, still watch your five hours and 40, <laughs> but take 20 minutes to just go somewhere and read mm-hmm. and invest in yourself, invest in your growth. It's the best investment you could ever make. I mean, I remember learning about connections, that if you want to see where your life is headed, look at the people you're hanging out with. You know, you want to know where your life is headed, look at the list of names in your cell phone. They say you are the average of the five people you spend the most time with. So those were little things I was learning, or confidence, that... If you don't have confidence, Joyce Meyer said, that's like a jumbo jet sitting on the runway with no gas. Yeah. You're not that's going right. anywhere. Mm-hmm. And so I remember learning, I've got to build my confidence if I'm going to do anything that God's put in my heart. Mm-hmm. I was so insecure. You know, I, I sound like Minnie Mouse. I didn't want to get up and speak in front of people. I mean, I was like, I've got to build my confidence. How do I do this? Well, I started reading books, you know. But one of the most powerful things I learned was speak positive declarations out of your mouth about yourself. Mm-hmm. You know, that it's not enough to stop saying the wrong thing. You have to start saying the right thing. Right. 
So I made a list of positive declarations and every day I would speak them out of my mouth. Mm -hmm. Things like, you know, I'm an expert in the message God's given me to share. I'm highly favored of God. I'm confident. I'm confident to speak in front of live audiences. I'm confident to speak on television. I speak at the largest conferences in the world. I would say things like, my gift is making room for me and bringing me before great men. Mm -hmm. I'm disciplined, spirit, soul, and body. I love to work out. I'm in the best shape of my life. I just started saying those things every single day. Mm -hmm. Well, I remember one time I was getting ready to speak at the largest church in France. It's like 10,000 people, and that was one of my dreams to speak there. Mm -hmm. I'm sitting on the front row, and my daughter Cassidy, you know, was beside me, and she just said, Mama, are you a little bit nervous? And do you know what came out of my mouth? I'm confident to speak in front of live audiences. I speak at the largest conferences in the world. Why? Because what you repeatedly hear, you eventually believe. And you believe your own self more than anybody. Now, those were just simple habits that I began to learn from listening to the Word every day, reading for 20 minutes. You know, that third habit of looking at my dreams and goals. I just started, you know, every single day, and I do it to this day. Look at my dreams and goals, pray over them, go off, you know, go to work, go out the door. Well, see, what I used to do years ago, and you'll remember, January 1st, I'd get out a piece of paper, write my New Year's resolutions, put them in my nightstand, and never look at them again. Mm -hmm. You think I achieved them? I didn't even remember what I wrote, much less go after them. Right. And you know, statistics say 93% of New Year's goals go unfulfilled. 30% are broken the first week. Because out of sight, out of mind. Well, then I begin to learn, you have to keep them before your eyes if you're ever going to achieve them. And, you know, it's kind of like, um, have you ever bought a new car and then all of a sudden you see your type of car all over the road, but you never saw it before? Well, the reason that happens is because now your type of car is right here at the forefront of your mind. So now you recognize it everywhere. But see, that car was there all along. You just didn't notice it. Right. Well, it's the same with your dreams and your goals. When you're looking at them every day, you're thinking about them, you're praying about them, you're speaking over them, all of a sudden you start seeing opportunities all around you that you never saw before. They were there, you just never saw them. That's why I'm so thrilled that we're offering this on seizing God-given opportunities. Because first of all, you have to recognize them. God's bringing them all the time. You just have to recognize them. So that's what I began to do is recognize opportunities. And then I began to surround myself with vision. You know, that you have to look at your vision. Like I remember hearing a story about Dodie Osteen. Do you remember when Miss Dodie was diagnosed with, you know, terminal cancer? And she said when she had that disease, she said when she looked in the mirror, she saw death. She saw a weak, frail body that was deteriorating. And she said, I knew I've got to change what I see if I'm going to get victory over this cancer. So she said she went through the family photo albums and she put pictures of her in divine health, like back when she was alive and joyful and, you know, put them all over the bathroom mirror, put them all over the refrigerator. She put them in the picture frames all over the house. She said, I had to surround myself with what could be, not what was. And see, that's what vision is. When you surround yourself with a vision of what can be, you know, I've walked into bookstores and I took a picture of me by the bookshelves as a vision that one day my books are going to be on this bookshelf. Mm -hmm. Well, I remember the first time I walked in Barnes and Noble and there it was on the bookshelf. Mm -hmm. But see, I was surrounding myself with what could be. 
So that's what happens, you know, with vision. And those were just simple habits of every day, keeping the vision before my eyes. And then, of course, the fourth habit of spending time with the Lord. You know, Dad taught us that years ago. He said, anytime you go into your prayer time with the Lord, he said, always take a journal and a pen and expect to hear from God. Amen. That's how you practice hearing the voice of God. And then he said, whatever you hear, write it down. Even if you're not sure, is it God or am I just making this up? He said, write it down anyway. So I began practicing hearing the voice of God. I remember sitting there one day and I heard icing. And I was like, oh, that sounds so good. <laughs> I just thought I was hungry. <laughs> but the Lord told me it was time to start a women's conference and call it icing. So I looked up the word icing, you know, and it means something added to something good to make it even better. Cake is good, but the icing makes it better, right? So we launched a women's conference called Icing. We, have you heard about when I told Dad? I oh, said, Dad, yeah. you know, the Lord told me to start a women's conference and call it Icing. And Dad thought about it for a minute. He said, I think I'm going to start a men's meeting and call it Puddin'. <laughs> I was like, I don't think that'll go over. Can you imagine men, you know, men going, you going to Puddin'? <laughs> but, you know, that was just that little habit of going somewhere by myself and just listening for the Lord. Mm -hmm. And of course, the fifth habit of exercise, you know, there's just, there's a direct link between emotional health and physical health. Amen. When you're exercising, you just feel better. Amen. But you know, the thing is, people will say to me nowadays, you know, Terry, how do you know so many scriptures? Or how do you know so many motivational quotes? Well, every day I listen to a motivational message. Mm -hmm. Or they'll say things like, how do you have the confidence to speak to thousands of people? Well, every day I declare that I have confidence to speak in front of thousands of people. Mm -hmm. Or they'll say, how do you have the energy to fly overseas and you never have jet lag? Well, every day I exercise and I feel better. Mm -hmm. Or they'll say, you know, how is it, why is it that everything you seem to write down, your dreams, they keep happening? Mm -hmm. Well, whatever you keep before your eyes will eventually show up in your life. Yeah. I think one of the number one questions people ask me is, how do you have the time to do all that? Those five things. Do you know those five things that I do every day? I'm totally done by 8 o'clock in the morning. Now I get up at 3. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> no, but here's the thing. Have you ever heard of the Pareto principle? You remember the 80-20 rule? Mm -hmm. That's just a principle that it implies that 20% of your activities produce 80% of your results. Well, those things that I just listed, they take up about 15% of my whole day. Mm -hmm. I'm done. Because while I'm at the gym, I'm listening to a motivational message. When I get back, I go in another room. I spend time with the Lord. I listen for Him. I pray over my dreams, you know? Mm -hmm. So you have to decide what is it that God's telling you to get serious about so that you're not just wishing things would change, but you're living your dreams. So remember, like we said before, success is something you attract by the person you become. If you want more, become more. And, you know, thinking about that scripture, to whom much is given, much is required. Mm -hmm. Much is required in order for much to be given. So I want to challenge you to make an investment. You know, I heard something, it was an interview with the fourth wealthiest man in the entire world. And they said, what do you think is the best investment right now? He's, that's what he does. He invests. Mm -hmm. And he said, the best investment you could ever make is in yourself. Amen. And he said, I remember there was a day when I couldn't even speak to people. I was so insecure. This is the fourth wealthiest man in the world. And he said, I took a $100 bill and I invested in a, a, a growth course. And he said, it was the best investment I ever made. 
That's why I'm passionate about resources because I know this is what changed my life. Right. And that's why I'm so excited we put these together because you're gonna teach us this month on this, mm -hmm. on thoughts, the battle between your ears. Because your thoughts are the pathway to your destiny. Right. Change your thoughts, you can change your whole future. Right. And then this book, If Satan Can't Steal Your Dreams, he can't control your destiny. That's what Satan wants more than anything else is to take your future, take your destiny. You know, I remember reading about a tribe in Asia when they would yell curses at their enemy. The worst thing they could yell was, may you stay in one place for the rest of your life. That's exactly what Satan hopes for you, that next year at this time, you're exactly where you are today. But I'm telling you, the secret of your future is in your daily routine. So I want you to invest in these resources, invest in yourself, invest in your future, and get to a place in your life where it just becomes routine. Because the secret of your future is in your daily routine. Watch this and we'll be right back. The future begins with a dream. In the book, If Satan Can't Steal Your Dreams, He Can't Control Your Destiny, Jerry Savelle teaches how Satan tries to steal our God-given dreams by sowing seeds of fear and discouragement. The good news is that with God's help, you can recapture your dreams and achieve the extraordinary. In the powerful book, Thoughts, The Battle Between Your Ears, you learn how your thoughts determine your mood, self-image, relationships, and destiny. Learn how to win the battle and line your thoughts up with God's Word and His plan for your life. Also included in today's package, is the three CD series, Seizing God-Given Opportunities. Throughout our lives, we are given many opportunities for greatness and success so we can bring glory to God. Discover the potential you have in Christ and seize every opportunity that comes your way. Don't wait. Call or go online to request this powerful trio. If Satan can't steal your dreams, he can't control your destiny. Thoughts, the battle between your ears, and seizing God-given opportunities. Take possession of your God-given dreams, destiny, and opportunities today. Hey, I want to share with you real quick something that someone sent me on the habits of the wealthiest, most successful people in the world. I thought this was so interesting. It's the habits of the wealthy versus the poor. You ready for this? Okay, listen to this. How many wake up three or more hours before they go to work? 44% of the wealthy, 3% of the poor. How many listen to audio teaching during their commute to the office? 63% of the wealthy, 5% of the poor. How many read for 30 minutes or more every single day? 88% of the wealthy, 2% of the poor. How many watch reality TV? 7% of the wealthy, 78% of the poor. <laughs> How many exercise four days a week? 76% of the wealthy, 23% of the poor. And now listen to this one. How many believe good habits create opportunities? 84% of the wealthy, 4% of the poor. You know, I love what Dave Ramsey says. If you want to be successful, study successful people. Mm -hmm. And you know, like we've said before, the secret of your future is in your daily routine. So we're challenging you this week to make an investment in your future. Make an investment in changing a few things about your daily routine. And I'm convinced it can change your whole life. Well, like you said, you applied this principle in your life of getting the word in you. And that, for me, that's what's changed my life too, is just 
daily applying the word. And that's why we're passionate about getting these resources out to people. Yes. So I want to encourage you, don't delay, don't put it off. Go to your phone right now or get online and order these. This man has spent 46 years of practicing the word, applying it, and we've watched it work in his life and now working in our lives. So we can't stress enough how important it is to get the word in you. So don't delay, go, to, go online, jsmi.org, and order this today. Thank you so much for watching us, and we look forward to seeing you next time. Continue to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, so we can keep you motivated to do everything God's put in your heart to do. Thanks for watching, and we'll see you next week. Bye-bye.